The sun shines and the wind blows moderately on a nice blue sky day in Baldwin City, Kansas. It's May 11th, 2018, and I head over to Vintage Park Assisted Living Community to talk to Letha McMillan Myers, or as I call her, Aunt Letha. Aunt Letha is my great aunt. She's the sister of my late great-grandfather, Don McMillan. The woman glides to the chair with her walker to crutch her little 97-year-old steps, and she sits next to me inside the Vintage Park common room before we have a chat. She's cute, she's sharp, and she is powerful. Aunt Letha has seen it all, lived through it all, and Aunt Letha has been affected by it all. That afternoon, I got the opportunity to record an interview with Aunt Letha. This is Grant's podcast. A Vintage Park resident was sitting on an outside bench and pressed the handicap button that automatically opens the front doors for me. I said, thank you. He said, enjoy your day. That's the vibe around there. Kind. Headed into Vintage Park, I expected to see a bright and energetic woman, and that's exactly what I got when I walked through the doors. About five steps later, I saw Letha and shouted, hey, there she is, and without a beat. Aunt Letha replies, hey, there he is. All right, you ready, Aunt Letha? So, we're going to, I'm just, I have some questions. We're just going to talk, learn a lot. Um, I'm here with my great Aunt Letha. Yep, now. She's still living. <laughs> she's, st- <laughs> she's, she's still kicking, yes. We are here at Vintage Park. Now, Aunt Letha has pretty impaired vision at this point in her life, but by golly, that woman's wit and joy fills in the vacant space that was once filled by eyesight. I gave her a big hug, and we arranged ourselves around the microphone and laptop and began the interview. With us are my grandma and grandpa Alice and Sam Gurley, and my other grandma, Rita Breckheisen. They would chime in a little bit. Yeah, how long have you been at Vintage Park? More than seven. (laughs) Yeah. We asked Kathy, a worker at Vintage Park, how long Aunt Letha had been there. And she said, October 31st of 2009. It is 2009, October 31st, Halloween of 2009. Halloween! Happy Halloween! The overall ambiance of this recording includes ordinary sounds that you would hear in an assisted living center. Workers getting ready for supper, doing dishes... Squeaky doors closing, everyday chatter between residents and nurses, the whole enchilada. You can hear distinctly the nearby waterfall with water trickling. It was peaceful there. Letha, uh, I'm just going to ask you when and where you were born. Stony Point. Stony Point. And 1920. Stony Point, 1920. When was the last just, time you were in Stony Point? Oh, I've been down through there. We, we drive a lot. Yeah. Where the bus goes. Oh, cool. The bus goes and drives down through there. And, of course, it's right on our route to go to Lawrence. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Yep. And we go down through there. And they had a funeral down there the other day <laughs> at the Stony Point. <clears throat> I can remember Dad telling the boys. He had my brothers trained, so they didn't bother it things, but he always taught them never to go into anybody's, any, into the cemetery or anything, you know, 
as before they had it fenced off or anything. My kids, my brothers never bothered anything like that. But they bothered you. Yeah. My brother, brother Don, is one that built the... the, the, uh, Marquee? Over the cemetery. At the rock rock thing? Yeah. Yeah, he did all that. Holds the gates. And then Bob Lawson, I think, was in with getting the fence built. And the gates come from California. The voice you hear is my grandma Gurley, Aunt Letha's niece. Do you know do you know the first thing you can ever remember? The oldest memory you have. Oh my gosh. Oldest memory. Yeah. Golly. I guess it was moving to grandpa's house. Mm-hmm. We lived across in, in the old George place. And just as you come down over the hill there and Stony, uh, at, and then across the way was Grandpa's house. And the Georges owned the house, and Dad was so close to them. Maud George is the one that, Ernie is the one that named me. Maud's husband named me Letha. And then later on, they, they, took care of the post or the telephone office at Vinland. The old building's still there, but Maud took care of the post or the telephone office. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where she had to plug it in. And if you wanted certain number, why well, you had to plug in the thing for the to ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. And of course it was on a country country where everybody could ease in. No, you didn't have no news because everybody got it on the telephone line. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You could hear everybody. Yeah, talk. everybody knew it. <laughs> and we lived just across the creek from Holmes's. And then after I got older, and my brother worked for Melvin Holmes uh-huh. and B.I., well, then Theta was about, she was a little bit younger than I was. So I and Theta was just like sisters. I practically lived with the Holmeses, and then when our house burnt, their grandpa's place burnt, why? Miss Holmes said, well, Letha, you just come here and stay with us, because uh, our school, that was in about February, and our school would be out before long, so mm-hmm. I stayed with Holmeses. It was my home anyway. I, I practically stayed with them most of the time. Theta was a little bit younger than I am. Now I'm sitting at the table with an aunt of hers, and her name is Frida. Mm-hmm. Frida Holmes. If you're wondering who are these people that Aunt Letha keeps on talking about, I can't answer that for you. I don't know either. So, if you're a family member, a friend, and you do know who these people are, please comment on who they are and uh, how I might be related to them and how Aunt Letha is related to them. Dad worked with Melvin Holmes. They he was on the grader and Melvin was on the tractor. And, you mm-hmm. know, they did all the yard work and everything. Huh. And they didn't have roads, all the roads. Yeah, the roads and yep. stuff. And as Mom said, he'd wait until it got real hot weather, and then he'd start cutting brush. Yep. <laughs> and brush. <laughs> and br- yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the railroad. That's really <laughs> so moving from Stony Point to then. Um, Dad bought this, or he didn't buy it. It was a place right across, up on 11th Street, across Here in the Baltimore. railroad. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then later on, he bought that place up on High Street. It's a little blue house. Okay. Uh, up there by Dorian's. Dorian. By Dorian's. The Eikenberries? Mm-hmm. By the Eikenberries. We have an Eikenberry that comes and helps me take my baths. And cool. Yeah. She's Which, very nice. What amazes me is that she's 97 and can articulate all these thoughts. 97. 97 years old. Aunt Letha, pretty amazing. She's great. She does the washings and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's great. What, what, was, what was childhood like for you? It was rough. Yeah? Of course, I got along pretty good because Dad, Dad took me a lot with him because I guess my mother's health wasn't good at that time, so... That's what I figured myself. That Plus, she had four brothers. I had four brothers. And yep. Of course, they were they were hunters and this and that. And they most generally stunk like skunks. <laughs> <laughs> Did they just not bathe or what? No, just run the hills. They, <laughs> they <laughs> skunks. <laughs> Those days, you didn't have too much bathing. You know what? You did. Didn't Water work. was a little scarce. I mean. Yeah. They did. They built a big community well right there on the corner, you know, down on the corner. There, I guess the old well's still there. But um, people would come in there and get the well, the like, water. They the water they took off many years ago that they quit letting them get water out of it. Mm. Yeah. The deep voice that you're hearing is my own Grandpa Gurley. And then they turned around and put rocks or something in it, didn't they? I don't know. I know I heard somebody say that they were so upset about it. And, of course, see, Murray and Pete and Bob was my cousins. Murray, Pete, and Bob. Yeah, Lawson's. Lawson's. See, uh, Uncle Wes was my mother's brother. Mm -hmm. And he died just about the time that um, he had the three boys. Murray was the oldest, and then Pete, Leland, and then Bob. Bob was only about nine months old when Uncle Wes died. He had leukemia just like I think Uncle, uh, I think Murray had it. And uh, yes, it kind of goes through the family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they all run muck. We all practically live in the yeah. hmm. They said when Uncle Jack. The next couple minutes or so has Kathy, the nurse, talking to another resident in the background. So I apologize if it's distracting at all from what Aunt Letha is saying. What was your favorite thing to do as a kid? My favorite thing? To do as a kid. Every weekend, what did you want to do? Even if you bring it back with no eraser, it'll be alright. Most generally, we just did what other kids did. If we played all together while we played, and if we wanted to fight, well, then we'd have a big fight. Great. <laughs> And after I got older, why Don dated uh, the Robertson girls, why we'd always go out and picnics and stuff. And mm-hmm. have I understand that part. Boy, I, I have seen that. Didn't have very much, Miss Robertson. She'd drag out a big old picnic and make sandwiches or something. We, none of us had too much to brag about, but we, we always enjoyed it. Don had, money. Don had an old pickup truck and it would haul a lot of kids in it. Mm-hmm. We all worked together. We didn't, there was no 
by fussing or anything. So now, what do you want to know? <laughs> I have a, I have a ton of questions for you that I am, I'm very interested. And I'm gonna do it chronologically. So just throughout. So my first one. When you think of the 1920s, what do you think of? What was your experience like? Going to Vinland. To the grocery store. Yeah. Because Miss Hagerman always, she always favored Dan's, my dad's kids. Because dad, yeah. she said Jack McMillan was one person that always paid his bill. If he, char- he charged things. Yeah. And she'd have her little, little, um, penny, penny pencil, and the Indian, you don't see them now, little Indian uh, table, tablets, what do they call those? Indian tablets, big chief's tablets, and he would pay his bill up once a month, and she said that's one thing about Jack and Mellon, he always paid his bills, so then she would always... That, that was when they first got the ice cream makers in, and she'd always give us kids an ice cream cone Yeah. for Dad paying up his bills. Yeah. He looked forward to that. Miss Miss Hagerman was a wonderful lady. Those days that you could remember. And then, of course, Craig's lived just down the hill from us, where Grandpa's place was. And you knew everybody. Mm-hmm. You didn't, you didn't, you never sneezed at no one because you might be sneezing at your friend. <laughs> Everybody treated was equal, you know. Mm-hmm. How was, how was around that time, because we, just the whole 20th century was just massive change in everything, but how, in, in, at that time when you were a kid, how did you figure out what was going on in the country? national news how oh, did you didn't. you didn't we never had no uh, no radio or anything i i can remember the first radio that they got was old crossley old gold colored crossley and then of course you had to have the the antenna up on top of your house in order to get that mm-hmm. there's very few people uh had their own radios and then they had the battery got the old old battery like he used in the car to charge it. Yeah, nobody. And of course, those days, everybody was so busy, they didn't have time to sit around and listen to radio anyway. Mm-hmm. It was, it was uh, pretty rough. You had work from daylight to dark, didn't you? Darn right. What was your first job? My first job? Yep. Dad, I don't know. I worked for Dick Stevens for a little bit that lived down here in that pink house. Or Dick's mother and dad lived there. Dr. Stevens, that was his name. But my, I worked, and then uh, my husband's folks, see there's a restaurant up on top of the hill, mm-hmm. a brand new one built there. And he, can't, him and his Eloy, my husband, at his mother and dad came from Tipton going to, they got down in Fontana and they was looking for a place to move. So they stopped 
he had already leased that place himself. So I, then he came down there and got me to work for him, and that's how I met my husband. That's about the first job that I had. So, as we go into the 1930s. Gee. Yeah. What was going on then? What was that? There was FDR became president in in the early 30s and. Mm -hmm. Delano Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah. Early 30s. Do you remember him much? Yeah, but I can't really tell you too much. Yeah. Were you into politics? I can't even remember what, what year Jack was born in. <laughs> he was born out Tipton. He's two years older than you. Than Alice. Than Alice. He was born in 40. Yeah. Bob was born in 42. Yeah. I was busy raising kids. Yeah. <laughs> popping them. Bob. <laughs> One after another. Well, it was, it was... See, I had Jack and Bob, and I lost Bob in a car wreck mm -hmm. on the 4th of July. We never did nothing on 4th of July, but Mom came to stay with us on 4th of July, and, and uh, Bob said, Mom, I know we never did do nothing on 4th of July because you lost your brother on 4th of July, but I'm going to take this couple down in Missouri and you'll be all right. Well, they went out and got Mom, and she had a dog and a cat, a dog and a bird, that was it, <laughs> to bring with her everything she'd done. So she came and was there, and so Gary, uh, Bob went, and then he didn't come home. Mm -hmm. He was killed. So, that was one year that was bad. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, so much of, again, there was so much change in that time. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much in the world, not just in the country, but cars. in the cars. Yeah, cars. Um, oh, yeah. So, do you, do you, do you recall anything any knowledge of what was happening outside the country around that time? Things really, in Europe, really specifically. Tell the truth about it, we didn't worry about the other countries too much. Mm -hmm. You know, we just, uh, you, you didn't have no radio, you didn't, and Grandpa got the Journal World. He walked clear down to the corner there and got the Journal World every day, but that was about the only news you would get was the Journal World. Hmm. You know, and if you were a kid, you didn't you didn't stop to read it. Yeah. Yeah. If you had a new pair of shoes once in a while, you was lucky. Mm-hmm. Because you might go barefooted all summer. Then in the wintertime, you'd have to get a, get a pair of shoes. And they'd pinch your feet every step you took. But <laughs> <laughs> um... So you have, how many brothers were fought in the war? Five, and I lost one brother. Let's see, Chet was driving, and Carl, he was, tell the truth, he's my favorite brother. You only had four brothers. Four brothers. And you. Yeah. So it was, it was. Don was the oldest, and then Dale. Dale was a very quiet boy. He was, he was quite religious all of his life. He was quiet, and Chet was, well, he, you know, he'd burned his feet real bad when he was about two or three years, about two years old, 
And he was spoiled. I always said he was spoiled. And then my brother, Colonel, and Chet was driving out here on the highway, and he got and somebody hooked into him, and so my brother Carl was killed out here on the highway. Mm -hmm. So that left me with four brothers. So did they did they all serve in in the military? Don did, Dale didn't, and Chet went to China. Chet, Chet went to China. Yeah. What what was that like during the World War? The Second World War. What was that like knowing well, that your he, brothers were skimped a little bit, mm -hmm. and they had the um, oh, what were those tickets that you had to have to go get oh. coffee and sugar? And you remember them? The stamps. Stamps, oh. yeah. You had to skimp a little bit, but none of us starved to death. Yeah. If we starved to death, it was our own fault. Yeah. Gas stamps and everything. Didn't you? Yeah. But the old people, like my mother and, and uh, all the mothers, they were they were good at cooking. You know, they didn't they didn't spoil the kids. No, they ate what was cooked, like beans and potatoes and stuff like that. You you ate what was put on your table. Mm -hmm. No no griping or crying about it. No. Everybody had the same, you know. You'd come walking home. Dad butchered a lot. And uh, whenever you'd come home, you could smell the, somebody making some donuts or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And the neighbors were all, about all the neighbors were pretty, pretty good to help each other. Yeah. So, one girl, four boys. One girl and four boys. What was that like? She, and you were the baby. What was that? Because that... You know, Dad took me a lot of time with him. Dad worked for people out. He shocked wheat and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Nobody else could do it like my dad did. And they'd call on Dad. And Dad would do it. And he'd walk. And he'd take hold of my hand. I can still feel his hand on me. And he'd take me. We'd go up to John Daly's way up there on the hill. You don't know where the Baldwin Hill is. When she said, I can still feel his hand, she began to cry. Imagine being 97 years old and being able to retain and relive a sense of touch that was 80, maybe 90 years ago. That's incredible. And I'm not just doing this interview just to hear what her life has been like. I'm doing it also so that she can imagine and relive her experiences, like the retaining of her father's hand holding her own young, delicate hand when she was a kid. And we walk, and he'd take me with him because... I guess mom's health was so bad or something, or she's so busy, maybe he didn't want to leave me at home. I don't know what his purpose was, but he'd always take me. And then up to the other place, Earl Whites would hire him, and he'd take me up there and leave me in the house with Mrs. White. He'd mm -hmm. go to work. When he got through with his daily day work, while well, he'd come and we'd walk back home. There was no car. Yeah. There then he got him a car, and... I couldn't drive it. He didn't know how to drive it. And I can hear Mom saying, Well, Jack, we don't have the clothes to wear in that fancy car. Man, back then you had to wear nice clothes in your car? I wear nothing but underwear when I go to Taco Bell. Every time you'd get a pretty shiny car, you know, you can shine them up 
to be quite pretty. <laughs> and every time you get a pretty car and ball shined up, he'd come to Jack's house to sell it. <laughs> sure enough, he'd buy it. And then he'd put it in the garage. He couldn't drive. <laughs> Mom, I can still hear my mother say, Why, Jack, we don't have the clothes to drive in that pretty car. <laughs> but... Melvin Holmes, he did work with Melvin Holmes some, and Melvin lived uh, on past where we lived, towards, towards Baldwin, and uh, he would, uh, he would, uh, Melvin would get the car started and start it down the hill, even coast down the hill, you know. <laughs> he, didn't know how, he didn't know how to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> So any any are there any good just brother sister fights as a kid that you? You know I don't remember any. Yeah. No, I. My my brother Chet had a terrible temper, but I don't remember. Somebody put you up a tree. They would fight with other Craig kids. Somebody put you up a tree. Somebody put you up a tree. Up tree. Well, they were fighting then. They were just playing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember who told you that. You did. That. I was up in the tree. You was up in the tree to get away from them. <laughs> oh, they I were chasing you or doing something. I forgot. <laughs> so they chased you up a tree? Yeah, they put her up a tree and then run off and left her there. Yeah. Probably. That was it. <laughs> oh, they... Don was pretty good-hearted, and Dale was, but my brother Chet was... He was ornery. Well, she could whip just about any of them. <laughs> was, there, was there ever a time where you just stood your ground and you said... Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, once I got older, I stayed with Theta a lot. I and Theta would, I miss Holmes. When the ha- after the house burnt, she said, Letha, you just come and stay with us. Because mm-hmm. I practically lived there anyway. Yeah. And we had, uh, Mary Model was our teacher. And I didn't want to change to another school. So I stayed with Holmes's until I got out of school. And then mm-hmm. I moved with up on the hill with mom and dad. I was with grandpa when he died. My mother couldn't stay. She was awful chicken hearted. And so I was with my grandpa when he died. Mm-hmm. Wasn't very old, but you know, kids learned to, you learned to do things when you were pretty young. Yeah. What was motherhood like? Motherhood. Oh yeah. I was out to Tipton when I had Jack, and I, I told you his the cord was wrapped around his neck. Went um, choked him pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had my first one out to Tipton, the second one I had with Mom and Dad. And then I moved to uh, uh, Osawatomie. Mm-hmm. He got, my husband got on the railroad, he, and then he worked himself up to be a fireman. Mm-hmm. on the Missouri Pacific Railroad. So I lived in Osawatomie. And then Eddie was born at Paola. They didn't have no rest home or, any, or no rest or, or no place hospital. hospital, no. So, and then Bob... You probably had him at home, didn't you? Why? Didn't you have him at home? Yeah. So, um, let's see... Um, Donna was born down in Osawatomie. 
See, I've lost Donna. I've lost them all, but Jack that lives in Indiana and Gary. Gary takes care of me now. He's my mm -hmm. youngest. He'll be here tomorrow. Him and Peggy. Peggy, don't they don't have no children. And Peggy, there's nothing in this world that I would... I could get anything I wanted if she had it. She's awful good. She's a mm -hmm. very good person. So, yeah. What's the main thing that you learned from being a mother that you can, that you would like to tell anyone, any mother in this world? Let's see what would it be. Well, you have to be strict. Yeah. Make sure that they go to school. Have respect. Have respect, at, at least for elderly people. Mm -hmm. And uh, have respect for your teachers. And, and uh, I think that's the biggest part. Is respect for yourself, respect. too? Yeah. Always be clean. and We never did swear or anything too much. My brothers might have, but I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple of things that happened while you were alive, and if you can remember where you were when it happened, you can describe it. So the first one I have is when man landed on the moon, 1969. Oh, I was I remember that well. I you know it seemed like you almost knew the man. That you know there was so much news about it, you just felt like you knew the man. Mm -hmm. that went up there and walked on the moon. Yeah. It was a great day. Yeah, you remember you remember the day, feeling yeah. how you felt? And oh, yeah, I remember. And it was a great day to think that somebody could really do that mm -hmm. and get, you know, get back home safe. Yeah. Pretty remarkable stuff. I mean... It was. It was great. Yeah. My gosh, when you... I, I can remember I and Mom was outside in the evening before we went to bed, and all of a sudden there was streaks going across the sky, and I, it scared me, and I asked Mom, I said, I wonder what that is. Of course, we never did find out what it was, but, oh, it was just a whole lot of streaks going across, and it was dark, you know. Mm -hmm. We never did find, of course, you didn't have radios and things to tell you what it was. Yeah. It's a wonderful world. Yeah. Do you remember where you were when JFK got killed? We we um, down in Kansas City waiting for Eddie to, or Jack to come home from service mm -hmm. on a vacation, and yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, it was a terrible day. Terrible day. Yeah. He was a wonderful man. Do you remember when Martin Luther King yeah. gave his speech? Yeah. Next day he was killed. It was, it was several years after. But he was a good man. Great man, yeah. And then, do you remember when President Obama got elected? Yes, I, I voted for him. You did. I did. I know that. Yeah. How did you know I voted? Because I know you named your you named some of your pets <laughs> politicians. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you you named was it a cat that you named Clint? 
Clint? Clint, was your dog? Yeah. Yep. What type of dog was Clint? He what, what was he? What kind? Yeah, what kind of dog, yeah. I don't know what she, Don had one too. I don't know what she, little pug, pug. He was a pug. Yeah. He was a pug. Yeah? Yeah, I kept him until I lived up on top of the, in Kansas, well, by myself then, and I had to take him to the vet, and the vet told me that he wouldn't make it. And so I had him in a basket, so I just walked out, got him. I could drive then. I didn't drive until I was 62. Hmm. got my license when I was 62. Yep. And so I got out, went out, got in my little car, and went home, and the vet knew I was, you know, he knew me. So he called me, and he said, Letha, are you all right? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Well, you lose so much. You you know, you grieve some, but you're not going to, you know, when you lose your own relatives and stuff, you, you grieve for a dog, but you don't tear no hair out by grieving, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So I, I lived there quite a while and then came up and got in the little house right next door to McMillan, the grandpa's? Yeah. Yep. And there, I wished I'd stayed in that little house. <laughs> I always wished that, because that was a good little house, and it, it was just what I needed. Mm-hmm. Is there one, what's, if you can narrow it down to one, there could be many people for this, but the biggest impact that someone gave you in your life? For the for the better, for the positive that you could learn from, that you could instill to your children, instill to me, your family. One person, two people, three, a group of people. Well, I think I learned a lot from my grandfather. Yeah. I didn't get to know my grandmother. What What was his name? Grandpa Lawson. Grandpa Lawson. Yeah, I think he was a very he was a very religious man. Mm-hmm. He didn't swear. He didn't. You never heard him uh, lose his temper, and he didn't. Uh, he was just a good man. Which my my relatives all had a. My grandpa MacMillan would come from Western Kansas, but he had a swear word once in a while. Yeah. Where Grandpa Lawson never used a swear word. Huh. Yeah. He's very. They didn't have no church around close, so a long time ago he'd tell me that they had just tent services, you know. They'd come in and have preaching and stuff, and they'd go over to Benland to the tent to listen to the preaching. So, yeah, I think Grandpa Lawson was my... Wow. Of course, I didn't get to know my grandmother. Mm-hmm. But uh, my grandfather was more... He was a good man. He had to be a good man to take care of all of us and do for us. Because, see, he, he came from, from Lincoln country to Kansas, and Mom was born on the way in a wagon. And he'd lost two, two children on the way. And Aunt Maggie, my Aunt Maggie and, and Mom was born on the way. And um, I had the clock. 
grandpa's clock. And dad had always kept it nice. And he built a, built a shelf for it. And I kept it with me until Jack kept it, or not Jack, my son that I lost. So my granddaughter's got it. Mm -hmm. And that clock came from Western Can or from Lincoln. What am I trying to tell you? From Illinois, yeah. So from Illinois, this clock came all the way down. And my granddaughter's got it. And her husband thinks it's just the greatest thing. My other granddaughter didn't want it because it struck. It made so much noise when it struck. Yeah. So she didn't want it. So after that... Eddie died. Why? My other granddaughter got it, and she, she, her husband said nobody will ever get it. We'll always take care of it. So he that's wants, where it's at now. Yeah, and he wants to come up and have me to tell him the story of the grandfather's clock. Hmm. But Dad built a nice shelf for it, and you remember it, don't you? Sitting there, do. tick tock. We sing a song, tick tock. <laughs> Yeah, we sing it song all the time. It makes me think of that part. <laughs> okay, now what shall we talk about? <laughs> yeah, moving along. About the clock. Then we talking about what else? Dogs, cats. I can't imagine. And everything's baby. but the rats. <laughs> having the baby in a wagon. Oh. And of course, those days, Alice, they didn't have no preventing from from having children. They had children. Probably every time they slept with up where they got <laughs> got popped. <laughs> so what was what was one time where you were just so embarrassed? You were just so embarrassed. Yeah. One time that oh that was so embarrassing. I don't know that I've ever been embarrassed after having four brothers. <laughs> after having four brothers. So who told and me? Then, who told me to ask everybody. this? You know. At that time, one of the workers said goodbye to Aunt Letha because she was going home. And if you heard, they said, "I love you" to each other. That is all, Aunt Letha. She just loves everybody. <laughs> they give me more kisses. I gotta go home today. Oh, I, I, I get trouble by not kissing her no more. But when she comes in and tells me goodbye, yeah, you don't know Shelly. Do no, I wish she knew her. You know Shelly. She's answering about the embarrassing moment. Embarrassing moment. Can you? Gosh, I don't know if any. Oh, you sure? Well, she kind of did. She said yeah. she had four brothers. She wasn't embarrassed by <laughs> I can remember living up on top of the hill where Grandpa died. I had, I always had to do all the running, you know, we didn't have no phone after Grandpa's house burned, mm -hmm. and I had to run down to Earl White's place to call the undertaker, and then I, so one day I would come flying in the house, and Mom said, my God, Letha, what's wrong with you? And I said, well, Etzel Winters had seen me down the road, so he took a chase. So I outran him. <laughs> he was chased. He wanted to talk to me, I guess, probably date me, and I, I outran him. <laughs> I got him Is that how they did it back then? Was they just ran away? <laughs> yeah, Mom says, what's wrong with you? And I said, well, it's a worse. 
chasing me. Oh, he he was boys. in the car and I was running. Oh. <laughs> like Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump in that Gump. scene where Forrest yeah. Gump's running. Yeah. That was you. You were Forrest. <laughs> you were <laughs> and that's about the only thing that I I put, took care of myself. I walked. I'd walk clear from Baldwin down to Theta's place. and You'd just walk. If, if, <laughs> what next? All right, I've got a couple more. Okay. Okay. I hope I can answer them. To, to, to any woman listening to this, what's the most important thing you can tell someone? Tell another woman. Wow. Always be a lady. Always be a lady and respect your self. You know, not to. I don't know how to say it. Always be a lady and be res- be respectful mm-hmm. to others. Yeah. What do you want to tell me? <laughs> what, <I> do? <laughs> what do you want to tell me? Ahead, Personal. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you got enough? <laughs> okay. I'm I'm proud of you that you went over in London. And yeah. now what are you going to do with all of this? Are you going to get a job? I'm going to try to make a job out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hope you do. And I love it. I love Dogna and learning and, yeah. Okay. He wants to know all about the kin folk. Yeah. About the kin, yes. Well, yes. Don't tell him too much. If you, get, <laughs> if you get a job, don't tell him too much about yeah. your relatives until you get the job. All right. Because they may not hire you. But once I get the job, I've got the job. Well, what if they fire me because I'm telling them? It'll be news to them, won't it, Sam? Yep. Sam was awful good to me. All right, Aunt Letha, this is my last question. We had a lot of fun over a lot of them, didn't we? We did. This was amazing. We laughed. We cried. cried we might have farted or something. We <laughs> <laughs> said that. <laughs> right. Right. Yes, I do. It is. <laughs> Did you turn that off when you said that? No. <laughs> no. No. Okay, you farted it. <laughs> My last question was personal to me. Here I am, a 21-year-old kid just beginning to explore what he loves to do and talking to one of the most influential women in my life and she's sharing her stuff like I hoped for. I knew this was going to be a moment of happiness, not just for us, but everyone listening to this right now. Aunt Letha had a smile on her face the whole time we talked. I wanted to know what's behind that smile. What makes you smile? What makes you smile? What makes you smile? Anything in your life? Or? My relatives. Yeah. Being around all of these uh, McMellons and all of the girls and everything. We had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's it for recording. For another year. For another year, yeah. Okay. Well, thank thank you so much. You never know when the Lord calls me, I must go. Well. She'll be here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Lord's blessed us with you, Aunt Letha. And I mean that. I mean that. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I'm glad you love me. I I do. I do. <laughs> okay. Yep. Thank you. 
those are always the hardest moments in life, saying goodbye. But it's always sweetened with some joy when we say, I'll see you again, and I love you. And that's what me and Aunt Letha did. I hit the stop recording button. We said, I love you. We gave each other a big hug. And then I gave her a kiss on her cheek. <laughs>